Who's going to start the Katie McCabe rant? Is it going to be me or you, Emma? He knew he messed up the minute the whistle went because he went straight up to Katie and I don't know what he said. I should have started you. I don't think he said that, but he should be saying Subscribe that. to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Derek McNamara of reactrugby.com is with us to uh, parse some of the stats and figures. A, a nice one to do when we're winning games like this. It is. I think there's a you know, car- direct correlation between me joining to start doing this. And us being the best thing in the world. It's just yeah. it's uncanny. Like, you After know, the first game against New Zealand, though, I have to say, well, you know. I know. And you, you, things you, turned you, around. You believe now, I, I believe now. <laughs> yeah. I put my hand in the wound and I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm covered in blood. Okay, don't worry. I'm pretty sure those days are going to come back, so don't worry about it. It's all cyclical, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, well, like, I think, you know, it's, it's good to kind of jump back and, and even start where we left off last week, which was... Um, World Rugby are trying to implement these new rules around the game to try and speed the game up and try and improve the overall standard of the game. I just want to point out, everybody, we were on this. We've been talking about the ball and play time basically since we started I've been last doing summer. It for around eight years. It's the first time anybody's going to listen to me. So, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was it was the big talking point in all the papers afterwards. Yeah. Like, oh, look at the difference! But you you were, like this is one of those bits where uh, past performance is no indication. Of, but actually, sometimes it really is. Yeah, but it's more so. The one thing we want to try and Remember the word that we want to try and remember is conditioning. Okay, so in order for you to be conditioned to play this way, all players must be at a certain level. And you know, when we actually take a kind of mile high view of it, you know, we got everybody who's involved in Irish rugby, from schools to club to international, all the way up. You know, needs to step, take a step back, and and enjoy this moment and and feel part of it. And as we lead up to the World Cup, because it's it's not just come as a result of now, obviously, there's one significant person whose fingerprints are all over this, who's leaving for France next year, um, Mr. Lancaster, uh, because his way of training the Leinster team and being able to get them conditioned enough to be able to play at this level is is a very significant part of the way in which why, why Ireland are playing this way. But I, I have a couple of graphs here just to kind of outline... And I'm sorry if these feel a little uh, COVID-y. <laughs> you would have seen these types of graphs before. But basically, um, if we have the first graph there, that'd be great. Um, so basically, this is just the kind of ball in time um, in minutes over the last year and the international games uh, through the summer and then autumn internationals. And the, 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 the lines that are in green are the Ireland games. Okay, so anybody who's not watching... Um, basically, we're just showing that the average or the actual total number of game minutes per game over 2022. That the ball is in play. The ball is in play. So that's basically when the ball is kicked off, the guy, somebody catches it, goes to Rook and then kicks the ball out. We stitch those seven or eight seconds together to give us the actual amount of time of ball in play, which is really, really important for uh, being able to help your team get conditioned. It's really important for you to be able to understand how much time your S&C coaches need to use, get their players ready for games. It's 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 enormously important uh, metric that, that basically... Where, where, where we, it's our starting point, basically. It's also revealing about the team's philosophy. Ireland want the ball to be in play. We're, we're like you can see it. Yeah, you can see instinctively that the Andy Farrell era of Ireland is different from the Joe Schmidt era, and that we're maybe it's not. Maybe Joe Schmidt also kept the ball in play this amount of time, but um, it, yeah. certainly, it certainly feels like we're using this as a weapon as opposed to uh, it being coincidental. Yeah, and I think like the race is on now. 
you know, the race is on now for, for teams to, to understand what Ireland are doing and try and catch up with them because this trend is going up. You know, now th- there are elements within it. So, like, we look at the under-20s competitions as well and they haven't seen that big increase in, in time and ball and play. So, this te- from the looks of it right now, it looks as if this is just being implemented at the international level, at the highest level, which is grand. It's totally fine. I'm, 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 a, I'm a professional, so... The first weekend we did it, uh, we looked at this in detail. Was the first round of the interprovincials or second round of interprovincials, and it, like the ball and play was something astronomical. Um, obviously, the referees are getting used to it. People are getting used to it. But um, so two, thing, two things have happened here: World Rugby have changed the rules, and Ireland were already in, in advance of the World Rugby rule changes, trying yeah. to <clears throat> turn this into our advantage. Exactly. And so, if we look at the graph. What we see is is that Ireland um, have kind of like the highest on average rate of ball in play in 2022. So the the, the highest number of minutes that were um, last year were 35 minutes of ball in play. However, since the implementation of these rules and the start of the Six Nations, the you know last weekend's game went to 44 minutes of ball in play. Okay, so there's. Uh, 44, 38, 37, 37 and 33. So the 33 game was the Italy-France game um, where France kicked the ball out of play a lot. That was the only game that was... But like, if you look at the what were the <clears throat> the top five games, um, top highest, four of them were in the last two weeks. So it just gives you an idea. And then if we go on to the, the next slide, <clears throat> this will give us an idea of um, what, what the implement, implementation or implications are of this. We can see that you know the average number of ball and uh, actual activities that we grade was around two thousand two hundred, and it's now jumped to you know just under three thousand, which is insane. It's totally insane. To explain that, sorry. So basically, every time a player gets a ball, whether it's a carry, a catch, a pass, a kick, a ruck, a tackle, a tackle assist, a counter ruck, a line out lift, line out throw, line out jump. Every time we do, we, we grade each instance based on you know whether the speed on the ball, whether it's the uh, accuracy of pass, the accuracy of the rook. So naturally enough, the more the ball is in play, the yeah. more activity there happens. Exactly, and it's actually a seismic leap forward. It's it's you're talking about a thirty percent increase, which is I think we talked about it last week around you know you doing thirty percent more work per day. You know it's it's okay one day or month a week and this is what these guys do they 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 work harder you know for a very short period of time and they obviously have to get conditioned but if you're not conditioned to play against Ireland and you're not ready to to be working that hard as soon as you get to a certain point in time you're just not going to be able to physically exert that amount of energy and what happens is is that there's a another effect which is you're 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 mentally not able to do it so you start making mistakes and that's you know, we talked about this last week, and that's exactly what happened in the game on sa- on Saturday. I think it was at the the forty third minute. You know, the first point I saw it happening was the uh, coming to the line out slow. France were really slow at getting the line out. You could see they were like already beginning to to dip because they've already put in a full works full games work by that stage. You know, they'd already done a thousand activities by that stage. A ball and play obviously leads straight into the fact that everyone's talking about this as, as an unbelievable spectacle and a brilliant game because mm. clearly it helps. Um, it, is, I don't want to simplify it too much, but is it is it just a case that Irish uh, provinces and Ireland international level target French clubs and France internationally because they're so big that more ball and play? No. Is it a fitness thing? or what? It's a fitness thing, yeah. Well, it, like the way to look at it... Um, is you look at the likes of say Jim Gavin's mm. foot, or Gaelic football uh, dynasty, you'd probably call it, 
and I remember going to a game and I, you know, I found it very interesting the way they would score. They would do this kind of circle around outside the, the 30 meter mark, I think, I think 35. And basically they just re, you know, pass the ball in a circle. The players would go round and round in circles until they got to the optimal position and they weren't under pressure to take the kick. And that was, you know, that was gameplay. Then you also had the skill. So the skill was they would be able to get the ball and be able to ping a pass 30 meters and the ball land in the person's hand rather than bouncing. But then they also had the fitness. So those three things put together are what is important. You've got your your game plan, which everybody knows. You've got your um, skill set levels at a certain level so that if you can't have to pass that ball, you can do it. And then you've also got the work rate so that everybody's working at the hardest rate. Ireland have that right now. Technical, they, tactical conditioning. Yeah, yeah. So they're able to... Um, everybody knows what they're supposed to do. Everybody knows where, where they're supposed to go. But everybody has the skill set to be able to... And I think this is this this is a new era in rugby. Like I, This is, this is really, say, really exciting. When you're at the game, it's remarkable that the ball has moved so quickly along the back line. You're not actually sure. So we're up in the crowd and very high up and looking down. And mm. it's like, who has the ball? Oh, it's over there. Wow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that's, that's something that I, we can look into again. I think this is the sort of simplified look at it. Yeah. But we also look at the distance between each breakdown. So we would look at... You know the ten meters per per distance between you know and y axis, and that you know Ireland are right way up there, very high. So they they spread the ball quite quite a lot, but France keep it really really narrow, and that's counter counterintuitive to the way in which we think it is. Well, maybe we can delve into that uh, yeah. over the over the coming weeks. Yeah. The, the bit that you said that the race is on for everybody to catch up. Um, the the team who you'd fear the most being able to catch up in the period of time that we have is probably New Zealand in that they have Joe Schmidt looking at this going, <coughs> okay, you have the high level of skill, but you don't have the same level of being able to do this for the 120 minutes or however yeah, long these games are actually... But the, the problem with that though, Jerry, is that you need to have everybody knowing what they're supposed to do. Everybody knows what they're supposed to do. So like in the way in which Ireland play against New Zealand and they played against France at the weekend for a defensive perspective is they, they do something called close the door, right? And it's quite subtle. You probably want to, like, the vast majority of people won't see it, but when you're looking at the game, as much as unfortunately I am, <laughs> you do see it. And that's basically, they only move up, ever move up when the player decides to pass, okay? So basically you'll see they, they, they'll move up as, as soon as they can until the player gets the ball in their hand. And once they make a decision, either to pass or to carry, they then move, they, they sprint up again. So basically, they shut the door, shut the, shut the door. And the way in which the French tried playing last weekend and the way in which the, the New Zealanders usually play is that they've usually got one guy who's able to break a tackle or break a play or make an amazing, you know, game-changing play. But if that's taken out, if, you, if, you, if you're cutting out the decision-making or the ability to do that, then that's how you beat these teams. So it's 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 not just the skill. It's not just the fact that they can go left or right. It's the fact that they're able to. And like you could see that the breakdown and the the, the, the try so well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody knows what they're supposed to be doing, and that's it's you know massive credit to to Irish rugby. Okay. The the next slide, uh, Derek. You're talking. You're looking at performance by position, which yeah. is quite interesting. I'm basically looking at it all except the front row. Ireland outperformed France essentially. Yeah, but fundamentally, yeah. Well, the second row as well, second row and, flat and then the centres as well. <laughs> well, yeah, a couple. So basically, <laughs> we have our back row who would be the best in the world right now. For the um, for, for the podcast listeners, though, the yeah. the French front row is slightly ahead. The second row, their level, the um, centres are level as well. And so, yeah. And what what we're saying here is is that we're we're taking those. I mean, uh, 
So there was 3,306 of those. There was 1,800 of them were Ireland's. And what we're doing is we, we then um, say, okay, well, that's, that's kind of like a score to, based on the quality of the player's performance. So the pass, how accurate it was, a five is best, and the four is, you know, really good. Three is expected, and two is ball goes to play, and our ground, and one is a turnover. When we aggregate all the scores by these positions, whether it's the even the substitutes, we can then average out and say, okay, which of these positions are making more mistakes and which of these positions are, are better so that we can then build a game plan around specifically this, how to beat a team. Um, and yeah, as you can see, the back row were obviously better. The the halfbacks, I think Intermac probably had a poor game, if, if I'm honest, by his standards. Um, he, he, he struggled to get into the game. Because DuPont obviously had a great game. DuPont was off the charts, yeah. like He probably had probably the best game in the competition so far. Um, and still at a half-back pairing level, Ireland beat them. Yeah, yeah, because Sexton had a great game as well. Sexton had a really, really top game. Um, yeah, and there's probably something we can go into in a bit more detail next week or, you know, when when, when we don't have the games actually to do. Um, but yeah, front, front, and even the back row as well. So the kicking, catching, and passing, and carrying, Ireland were significantly better than the back three, even though the French player came out a little bit there, as you as you predicted. Yeah, <laughs> kick to them willy nilly at your at your peril. Oh, like, yeah. no, nah, that's not how they play anymore. It's like, oh, it's pretty good. It that was, was bad, but it was more poor defending than than French. There was a lot of poor defending in the middle, yeah. of that, but you're that's the the dread hand of the statistician coming. In. No, it's only poor defending. It was <laughs> it was glorious. It was absolutely glorious. Yeah, we can yeah. totally appreciate it now that we've won that of game. Of course, yeah. And but like, don't forget it. And when you look at the Scottish game and the the Welsh game, and you look at the Irish game. Like, there was only a couple of points in it at half time but it was that conditioning and that ability to and the quality of these positions to be able to push on and, and yeah, pull, pull it, away it did feel like we were superior in the first half and it did feel like we were going to be able to do what we were doing repeatedly whereas mm-hmm. it took that moment of a bit of genius and a few missed tackles for for their try to um, to happen the 10s the um, comparison you've done that yeah. for us because we, we're obviously like we, we don't know how well Ross Byrne is going to do over the long period of time but we're beginning to build up some pictures of uh, what happens. Previously, we would have said that whenever Sexton isn't in the team, the difference is chalk and cheese mm-hmm. when Ireland play, no matter who the, the, the fill-in is. How did he do at the weekend? Yeah, so um, this is just a graph kind of outline. So we need to kind of take into consideration what they're doing and then how well they're doing it. So um, if we look at this graph, we're kind of showing the kind of key five strat- or, or skill sets of a 10. So you've got carrying, kicking, passing, tackling and rooking. And by aggregating what the players are doing, we're able to say, okay, well, you know, Ross Byrne as a now Sexton and Intermac had nearly twice as amount of activities as Byrne, so it's not as, as very equal. So that's why it's out of percentages. But we're showing here is is that um, Ross Byrne carries the ball forty four percent of the time, Intermac forty one, and Sexton thirty eight percent. So, and then if you look at the kicking stats, and uh, Sexton kicks the ball twenty three percent. Into Mac fifteen and Burn sixteen, so there's a little bit of discrepancy between them, but we, we would need more than one game to, sure. to be able to show. But you know, fundamentally, Burn had a good game. You know, he had a good game from what he was asked to do. He he was you know similar to what Sexton and, and Into Mac were. But when we go to the next slide, it kind of shows the kind of reality of the situation, which is the quality. So when we aggregate the quality of those kicks, the quality of those passes, the quality of those uh, carries, we can see that Sexton's um, carrying and passing is significantly better. But 
the thing about it, this is, is that this gives somebody like the RFU or somebody like the Lancer branch or Lancer Rugby the ability to go in and say, okay, this is the this is factually the difference between the two players in passing. This yeah. is Burn Ross. We need to, you to work on your passing over this distance. These are your targets, and this is yeah, and this is how we set short, medium, long term goals using analytics to help players and coaches improve. Okay, so I think from an Irish rugby fan's perspective, the fact that the fall off to Ross Byrne is nowhere near as pronounced as it might have been in, in previous years is really encouraging. Like we're not we're not totally toast if Sexton is unavailable for a big game. This is this is genuinely like how many hours a week do you talk about Sexton? <laughs> well, the most important, literally the most important character in our sport. Yeah, yeah. Now I'd say um, look it, structures. Um, fitness, uh, skill level, and um, the ability of a team to pull all together is always going to be more important than the one individual. So we can see that at the weekend. We lost our front row. We lost back row, our second row with Ty Byrne. We we lost our, our scrum halves. We lost our centres. But the, the, the structure of the actual team stayed the same and the ability of the team to play on. So I, I wouldn't be as stressed <laughs> as it, as as you are around whether it be Ross Byrne oh, we're, getting it be, we're getting there we're getting there we're, we're getting we're, there Jer. okay yeah. we're, we're getting there we are <laughs> the, um, the, the kicking stats aren't uh, so the, this is ball and play as opposed to kicking off the tee yeah, no kick, kicking so when we say kicking we say kick to touch kick up and play box kicks cross field kicks Kick a goal, drop goals. It's it's an amalgamation of all those so together. Would Intermax stats then be affected by the fact that Ramos is taking the? Yeah, yeah, it could be. Yeah, well, it's again that 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 would be taken into consideration the the, the kicking. So you can see Intermax in the percentage and what they do. Mm. So there, there's there, 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 this is definitely something that is completely different to React Rugby than than our competitors. We're looking at not just what teams do, but how well they do, in, you know, implement those those activities. And what 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 our difference is is that like the the activities themselves could be considered what the coach's game plan is for the team. We want you to do this. The grades allow us to identify the player's ability to implement that game plan. So if we see a skewed line where it's a couple of players are up and down, because and that's basically the players not understanding what it is they're supposed to be doing. Or just out of their depth, and presumably you want to be seeing Ross Byrne stats higher than, than given he's not in the pitch for maybe as long as Johnny Sexton. I know he was replaced reasonably early, but you want to be seeing Ross Byrne stats up there, um, like which they, which they appear to be for for carrying certainly and and, and passing. Yes, but again, it's, it's how that fits in. Is that what the coach wants him to do? Yeah. Does does the coach want him to pass or carry? And like that's something that. You know the 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 Welsh and the Italians are having trouble with, which is the ball gets to their ten and the ten turns around and the players are too close to them. Like you'll see it with the Welsh game, players aren't in position where they know they're where they're supposed to be, so the ten doesn't know what to do because I'm not going to pass the ball a half a meter to somebody because it's just going to be a hospital pass. So that all these things kind of add up, and our our analytics are able to then identify why or how or who is responsible for that. Let's talk about Kalen Doris. How did he do? Yeah, Kalen. Um, I might have been a bit harsh one of my first pods I was in here with, but Kalen, I think I might have said he needs to get uh, bring in uh, Conan. Um, but basically, we what we have here is a you've graph. changed your tune, have you? 
I have indeed. I, my tail's yeah, well back. between my legs here. Yeah. <laughs> but um, the, the, basically, we have two graphs here, one indicating the quality of performance and the second one looking at the, the number of activities that are happening, he's involved with, or his production in the game. And basically, the, for people that are, are listening to this, it's the, 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 the trend line are both going in the right direction, where his performance, the quality of his performance have increased significantly. And that's over everything. I, I tried going in to see whether or not it was based on his carrying or his rooking or his lineates. And it's just a bit of everything. It's not, there's no one trend, so which is really, really good. It just shows that he was, he's improving in every performance. And this, this is the quintessential for any, any teams, any players, any coaches that are out there. Understanding players that are improving is, is, is so important to your, your team's performance. Um, this, this graph just shows how important he is. So uh, for people at home, the first game that we have on this graph, graph is the um, the uh, second test against New Zealand. He had 83 instances in the game. And on Saturday, he had 130 player into activities wow. graded. So, you know, 50-odd 50, 50 more activities involved in the game. And this, this, this just shows the game plan of the team. And how Car- Doris fits into it. Also, his maturity, growing sense of confidence, and all that kind yeah, of stuff. That, yeah. yeah, And then the, the the graph on top then just shows the quality of his performance. So when we average out all of Kalen's scores or all his grades, you know he goes from a three point two eight to a three point four two. But he's he's kind of on that level the whole time. So it just means that he's getting to the breakdown quick enough, or he's making the right decisions at the breakdown, he's making the right decisions at the line-out, he's making the right decisions at the passing, and, you know, everything. So he's, you know, very, very important part player for Ireland. Um, I, I don't know, have you done all the other games yet, or is that the type of thing that happens over the rest of the week? No, well, we, we've got the we've got two of the games done where, where I, I, the Super Bowl got in the way of the, the third game, um, which, yeah, it's a bit it's very disappointed with the... the um, Defense of uh, God, I forgot the Eagles. The Eagles, yeah. I, was, I, I thought they were going to come going good. No sacks. Uh, but I think you know you got to you got to put it up to the, the offensive line for Kansas City. You know they they were able to to stop anything that King was put at them. You know, yeah. The, the, the obviously the, the 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 situation got to got to Phillies instead. Yeah, I'm sure their defense, but not to their their kid quarterback who had an all-time great yeah. game and still yeah. ends up on the losing side yeah. um, is there any, any other trends you saw from the rugby that you think um, like the the French kicking any of that stuff that's um, Hugo Keenan obviously had a great game that was one of the other things you'd, you'd mentioned to us yeah Hugo had another brilliant really excellent game um, he <clears throat> so the, the other kind of major element or the major identifier that, that France were right in their feet was I think was it at the 50 56th minute, I think it was, maybe. maybe I have it in my notes. But um, basically, you, you had... Um, it? it was the 56th minute, yeah, where uh, the, the 50-22, you could see that the French were out of position. That's a massive indicator that the, t- the players are becoming fatigued, where they think they were out of position, that they weren't, you know getting into position because you, you, know, you just don't see there will be one player in the backfield yeah. at international level um, but Hugo Doy um, his positioning is is immaculate you know his ability to, to understand where that kick is going to be um, and then also coming out so it was interesting to see France anytime they kicked and the ball landed somewhat outside of 22 you had Hugo run the ball back which is definitely different to what 
what had previously happened in the games where Ireland would have just kicked it back. So why do you think we're doing that? So we're looking for that that similar situation to uh, the try by Hugo. So we're looking for that, okay, we can we get into midfield, can we break down, can we get into a third or fourth phase where we can set up a strike play? Or, you know, just to, to, to tire bodies out. And like, like I'm going to have to roll up again after this, but like, um, the, the, uh, what's the, the hooker's or prop's name who's yellow carded? The, the Antonio. Antonio, yeah. Like, we found two other instances in the game, but three altogether where, you know, he could be cited for that. Mm. Where there was a, t- a missed late tackle on Sexton, and then there was a, a tackle off the ball on Porter, I think it was, where it was just like, and I, I suppose he's trying to bring in the same type of game plan that that an Shell did, where it's quite aggressive. You, you know, you you um, cut down the space of Leinster. You, you try and command the game a lot more, but you, you're, you're very very physical. He probably tried to implement that, and 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 that wasn't the, what the game plan was from France so he, he went out of his and he, he you know he's going to miss the, a couple of games now because of it yeah okay alright really interesting stuff Derek thanks a million cheers cheers Les. it's uh, Derek McMahon from reactrugby.com if you want to check out more of that as well OTB AM with Gillette get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar